both last uh, Sunday as well as uh, last Wednesday evening. It was our uh, privilege to have a, a large number of visitors that somewhat swelled our numbers. Tonight, it seems to be somewhat the opposite. We have quite a few of our members who are gone, either through sickness or travel, and as such, our numbers are a bit lessened than, uh, less than normal. However, we do have some visitors with us, and we want you to know how much we appreciate the fact that you're here, because it does encourage us, and a few more faces in the audience is certainly, uh, well, they say to a, uh, more people to a preacher is like sick them to a bulldog. Just get them wanting to, uh, to get after it a bit more. And, and I certainly am looking forward to the opportunity that I have this evening to, to spend a little bit of time in, in discussing uh, portions of God's Word with you. Uh, I'm going to uh, continue our series. This is going to be the fourth in an ongoing uh, series of lessons entitled Simple Answers to Troubling Questions. And I'm going to reveal what the question of the evening is in just a few moments' time. Before I do, however, I, I do want to remind you of the fact that these lessons are not intended to be exhaustive treatments of any particular subject, but rather to be simple and straightforward treatments of the same. In other words, I want to speak plainly. I want to uh, give you some... Uh, some information that may be helpful to you uh, with regard to decisions you may make in your life or, or uh, uh, instructions you may give to others who may be troubled by these kinds of things. And uh, as such, if uh, there are any questions that are raised by the things that we discuss anytime we have a lesson uh, period, but, but certainly with regard to this particular series, uh, then I would be glad to talk with you more on the subject. This is not intended to be a definitive treatment of the matter, but simply a, a simple lesson dealing with what may be a, a troubling question to some. And this particular question is something that may impact young people, especially is it sinful to smoke marijuana? Now, some might look at that and say, well, why, why are you preaching that lesson? Because everybody here uh, agrees that it's sinful to smoke marijuana. Well, I certainly hope that that, that is the case. But, but I do want to make note of what might be um, uh, considered a, a gender divide with regard to this particular question. And, and I want to especially... Uh, make the, the older co- uh, Christians in this congregation, members of, the, of the, and I certainly include myself in the older in this particular instance, sometimes no, but this time certainly so, uh, that, uh, that there is not the stigma uh, in the mind of, of many that there is uh, with regard to older Christians on this particular subject. Uh, and I'm going to explain why in a few moments, and, and I think there's some legitimacy uh, in, in the view that some hold, especially as uh, the smoking of marijuana is compared to the drinking of alcohol. Uh, but I would like to remind you of just one phrase that I'm sure that you have heard, especially if you've been around a while, uh, on a number of occasions. Not, not one that is used very often anymore, but uh, have you ever heard of a person called a dope fiend? I want you to think about that for a few moments. A dope fiend. Because that, that word, fiend, is a really scary word. Uh, in fact, uh, when you think of a, of a person who is a fiend, it has reference to, to one who is, who is evil, who is out of control, who is bloodthirsty, who is violent, uh, who is destructive. And to be honest, most people who smoke marijuana don't act in that way. Now, marijuana has uh, many of the same... Um, um, uh, 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 Symptoms, not, not symptoms, but uh, the results or, or what comes from the smoking marijuana, very similar to, to alcohol uh, use, and that often an individual is more mellow, uh, an individual is, is uh, perhaps 
more lethargic. It's not necessarily something that's going to cause someone to go crazy and kill another person. And, and that, I think, at least to a certain extent, especially back in the 1960s when the smoking of marijuana became so prevalent, was a view that many uh, who were uh, against that, uh, a view that they had. And it's not necessarily accurate. Now, having said that, I want to give you some some accurate statements concerning marijuana. First of all, where it comes from. It is uh, basically the leaf, or it comes from the leaf of the hemp plant. Most marijuana cigarettes are dried and shredded mixtures taken from the leaves of the hemp plant. It is usually smoked as a cigarette, it's referred to as a joint, but there are other ways. I was reading uh, as, as I was compiling this lesson that uh, it is becoming more popular to smoke what are called blunts. And what a blunt is, it's a cigar that is hollowed out and the cigar or tobacco leaves are replaced with a mixture of, of marijuana and often cocaine uh, to give it, I suppose, more kick. But, uh, but that's, uh, that's uh, a common way. Of course, you can use uh, pipes and other ways of smoking uh, marijuana as well. But it affects the hippocampus, which is a component of the brain or part of the brain that, uh, that uh, controls uh, cognitive functions as well as memory. And, uh, and researchers uh, have, have shown that individuals who, um, who habitually smoke marijuana uh, have uh, their, their memory as well as their cognitive functions, their ability to think and to reason or learn affected as a result of that. Uh, one of the more common terms that is used in referencing an individual who is um, habitually a, a marijuana user is a stoner. And, uh, and the picture that you get there, very far different from a dope fiend, is an individual who is basically uh, dropped out and tuned out, someone who's not all there. And, uh, in fact, that is certainly uh, something that comes from time to time through the habitual use of marijuana. Persons that are high on marijuana show the same lack of coordination on standard drunk driver tests as do people who have had too much to drink. So it affects the uh, nervous system and the ability to uh, uh, to coordinate your 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 functions and your your uh, uh, reflexes uh, as does alcohol. Another page of facts uh, is that uh, includes the the point that uh, marijuana has the same carcinogenic properties as tobacco. In other words, uh, that um, uh, very much even more concentrated carcinogenic. Uh, effects. In other words, a person can get cancer as a result of the use of, of marijuana, and often, uh, depending upon the uh, the strength of the marijuana that is smoked, it can be actually more uh, cancer-causing uh, uh, relative to tobacco. It's the most commonly used illicit drug, and by definition, when we say illicit drug, we have reference to a drug that uh, is is illegal. And it is indeed uh, in most, if not all, states, and certainly in the state of Texas, it is illegal to possess or to use marijuana. But despite that, this statistic that you'll know, which is the second to the last bullet, is one that is of great concern as you contemplate that as of the year 2000, which is uh, the last year that uh, this particular uh, website uh, that was uh, found on the Greater Dallas Council on Alcohol and Drug Abuse website, 
states that as of the year 2000, 37.7% of all children 12 to 17 smoke marijuana at least once a month, that is, in society in general. So again, some of the older members of the congregation may think that this is not something that we would constitute or, or consider as a troubling question, but it is certainly something that troubles society and it is especially troubling uh, to young people. The one final thing we might note, you have heard often that marijuana is considered a gateway drug. What they mean by that is that individuals who use marijuana often will go on to other uh, even more powerful and more damaging drugs. And one of the statistics uh, that has been compiled is that users are 104 times more likely to use cocaine than individuals who have never smoked marijuana. Now that's kind of an obvious thing. Individuals who are using an illicit drug are much more likely to use another illicit drug, but it can be considered a gateway drug. Individuals uh, began by thinking that this is not that bad a deal. It is, in fact, like drinking alcohol, and once they begin using those kinds of drugs, then a barrier is removed with regard to using perhaps harder or more destructive drugs in the future. Now, the one point that I want to make, and again, we're going to deal with what the Scriptures teach on this matter, this is this bias that we want to to make note of uh, as we begin our our lesson this evening. And that is that, uh, indeed, as some will claim... um, the, the, the concept of marijuana use can be paralleled with the concept of alcohol use in all respects, at least, uh, besides one. And there is, of course, that one difference between alcohol and marijuana. One is legal to use and the other is not legal. Now, having said that, we do want to emphasize that uh, just because a particular drug, and alcohol is certainly a drug, is legal, that doesn't mean that it is acceptable uh, acceptable to God, that it is uh, something that should be done by Christians. We ultimately have to answer to God rather than the civil government. And there are many things that are legal. Uh, for example, gambling is legal in, uh, in some states. Uh, gambling is legal in, in certain circumstances, but that doesn't necessarily make it acceptable in the sight of God. So ultimately, we answer to God rather than men. We do want to make note of the fact that there is one difference, however, between alcohol and marijuana, and that is, at least in a social setting, among those who are adults, uh, one is legal, the use of alcohol is legal, and the use of marijuana is not. However, having said that, the stigma in the minds of an older generation is just that. It's generational, and it does not have any bearing on whether uh, something is sinful or not. Just because that's what they do rather than what we do doesn't mean that it's necessarily better or worse. The only thing that matters uh, is whether or not it is acceptable to God. So... Um, as, as far as I understand it, and what I, what I know about marijuana, uh, marijuana can be paralleled to alcohol in that they are both intoxicants. And so as we look and see what the Bible has to say on the matter, the question of intrinsic sinfulness, now I do want to make that distinction because I am going to argue that, uh, that the use of marijuana is sinful because it's illegal. We're going to make that argument first of all. But besides that, that there is a question as to whether it intrinsically... In other words, even if it was legal, is it wrong or is it right? Is it sinful or is it not sinful? And I would state, and I believe to be the case, that the two rise and fall uh, together. Now, the first point that we want to make is that smoking marijuana is indeed unlawful. 
Now I want to stop there for just a moment because I know when we say that that someone's going to bring up 1 Timothy the 5th chapter. 1 Timothy chapter 5. You'll remember uh, there is the statement there by the Apostle Paul in uh, writing to Timothy. No longer drink only water, but use a little wine for your stomach's sake and your frequent infirmities. And you'll remember on that occasion that the Apostle actually counseled uh, Timothy to use wine. Now, it may be debatable as to whether that wine was alcoholic wine or not. The term that is translated wine in the Greek is not inherently referring to uh, alcoholic beverages. It can reference simply to grape juice. But that there nevertheless was a call for the medicinal use of wine. And I want to note and acknowledge the fact that there are some who advocate the medicinal use of marijuana. It is, in fact, a drug that is used uh, in order to treat glaucoma as well as uh, a drug that is used to help manage pain. It's still not legal in many states to do that. There are states uh, that, uh, that have legalized it for medicinal use. Now, as to whether there is a legitimate use uh, for marijuana, uh, for medicinal purposes. That's actually something that is still debated. There are some who claim that other drugs uh, are much more beneficial and that uh, the uh, objective of those who would seek to, to legalize marijuana is to make it legalized for recreational use. In other words, they have a, a different agenda. But the fact remains we're not discussing the medicinal use of any kind of drug. Uh, we, we acknowledge that, uh, that drugs of all types um, or, well, maybe I, I don't want to, to do it too, too broad a brush, but there are many drugs that have legitimate medicinal uses, and we use them every day, whether they be over-the-counter drugs or uh, whether they be prescription drugs. We use them for medicinal purposes. And the illicit use of those drugs would be sinful, and they are also unlawful. But as long as they are taken within the confines of the law and for medicinal purposes, uh, I know of very few who would object to uh, such a use. So that's not what we're talking about here. But we will make note of the fact that in the state of Texas, the possession of two ounces or less of marijuana is a Class B misdemeanor. Now, if more uh, is found in the possession, uh, up to, I believe they said, if there is um, 500 pounds of marijuana, it becomes a felony. Uh, uh, lesser amounts are state felonies, and as you go down, you have class class uh, B, class class C, class B, and class A uh, misdemeanors. But it's punishable by up to 180 days in jail and $2,000 fine. If you sell uh, between one quarter of an ounce to two pounds of marijuana, the sale of marijuana is a state felony that is punishable between 180 days and two years in prison and punishable by a $10,000 fine. Now that's what it's... Uh, what it is in the state of Texas. There are other federal laws that, uh, that govern the transport across borders of, of marijuana and other types of illicit drugs, and, and some states are rather lax. Some are uh, much more strict with regard to their treatment of those who smoke marijuana in different parts of the country. But having established that, indicating that it is indeed unlawful, the first passage that I want to make note of is found in Romans chapter 13 that will... Um, uh, touch upon this particular subject. Everything said up to this point is simply to introduce uh, the lesson, to give you some background with regard to it. first argument that I would like to make when we ask the question, is smoking marijuana sinful, is the fact that because it is unlawful, it is against the law, that yes indeed, it would be sinful in God's eyes to engage in that activity. 
And I base uh, that statement upon the argument the Apostle Paul makes in Romans the 13th chapter. Beginning in verse 1 of Romans 13. We are told, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God. The authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, notice verse 2. Whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring judgment upon themselves. Now that's a very um, clear statement, a very forceful statement concerning the fact that as Christians before God, as a part of our stewardship as children of God, we have the responsibility to be obedient to the governing authorities. Those laws that exist in our land today, unless they require us to disobey our God, are laws that must be heeded by all who are Christians. Uh, Jesus illustrated this same point. You'll remember when a... uh, uh, the, the call for taxation was, was, uh, was given and uh, individuals tested him as to whether or not uh, he would uh, uh, pay taxes to Caesar. And as they asked him that question, he said to, to bring him a coin and they asked the question, whose inscription is on the coin? And when they told him it's Caesar's inscription on the coin, he said, render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's and unto God the things that are God's. Our Lord never considered it acceptable, nor did the apostles ever establish that it was acceptable for men to uh, simply refuse to obey the laws of the land. Even those governments, and in fact the Roman government was often antagonistic to the cause of Christ, but those governments that exist, exist and remain because they are appointed and remain by the power of God, and if we resist those things, those governments, uh, those governing authorities, the king, the rulers, that in so doing we bring judgment on ourselves. Notice, continuing on in verses 3, rulers are not a terror to good works, but evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. Now, if you're uh, driving down the road and uh, and you have uh, uh, a a baggie full of marijuana uh, in the front seat beside you, and a policeman pulls in behind you, how are you going to feel? Uh, if you uh, have no drugs in your car, you feel a bit different than if you are possessing uh, some uh, illicit material that will cause you to, to spend time in jail. You don't have to be afraid of the authorities unless you are an evildoer, unless you are violating the laws of the land. The purpose of the ruler in verse 4, he's God's minister to you for good, but if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. He is God's minister and avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. And so finally, you'll notice, uh, by conclusion, in verse 5 he says, you must be subject not only because of wrath, but also for conscience' sake. Now this is the key for Christians. You do not only obey the laws of the land because you are afraid of what the ruler may do to you if you don't, but you also obey the laws of the land because of your responsibility before God. It is a conscience, a matter of conscience. It is a response to the command of God. You obey the king because God told you to do it. And as he continues, he says, the same thing is true with regard to taxes. They're God's ministers attending continually to this very thing. Render therefore to all their due taxes to whom taxes are due, customs to whom customs, fear to whom fear, and honor to whom honor. 
And so very clearly we find that because marijuana is unlawful in our nation, this is the one difference again between it and the use of alcohol. And by the way, uh, there are aspects of alcohol use that are likewise illegal. Uh, but uh, because the possession and use of marijuana is unle- illegal, it is also unscriptural in the sight of God. It is indeed sinful. But the second point that we want to make, and this is going to be uh, perhaps the remainder of, of our, our, our study this evening, is that the use of marijuana is intrinsically sinful. And in this, it, paralyze, uh, it paralyzes, it parallels the use of alcohol. And, and we state that it is intrinsically sinful in the sense that there are principles that are found in Scripture that says that using intoxicants, becoming intoxicated, are things that are ungodly on the sight of God and condemned. Now the first point that we want to make specifically impacts the use of drugs. And, uh, and I do want you to note that there is a distinction that is made in Scripture between alcohol and drugs. Some may say, well, why is that the case? Because alcohol is a drug. Well, that's certainly true. But alcohol as a drug was much more prevalent in that time. There wasn't, uh, there wasn't the common practice of, of using illicit uh, pharmacology, illicit drugs uh, in the populace. In fact, when you look at this concept of using drugs, it was uh, something that was generally found among occultists. Uh, in fact, as you look at Galatians chapter 5, um, in the list that is given of the lust of the flesh, one of the things condemned is sorcery. And the term sorcery actually means medication. Uh, not again the licit or the lawful use of medication, but rather the use of medication that was accompanying this practice of the occult. It actually comes from the Greek word pharmakeia, literally means medication or pharmacy, and as defined by vines, by excuse me, by strongs, by extension, having reference to magic, sorcery, and witchcraft. And it was common for sorcerers as a part of their practice, as a part of the occult, uh, for them to use hallucinogenics and other kinds of of mind-altering drugs. You'll notice in verse 21 of the text the statement made that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now I think we can establish from this passage a couple of others that we'll make note of that when an individual alters himself, when an individual alters the perceptions that he has, he comes under the control of such foreign substances that in so doing, he sins in, in the sight of God. Now having said that, let's talk about the fact that marijuana is an intoxicant. And in order for us to do that and examine what the Bible says about intoxicants, what we have to do is deal with the subject of strong drink. And in that way, again, we parallel what the body... Uh, how the body reacts to, how the mind reacts to any intoxicant, whether it be in liquid form or whether it be smoked, uh, is something that the Bible talks about uh, and and the Bible um, uh, gives a value judgment about these things. So let's go over to Proverbs chapter 23 and look at that for a moment. Proverbs chapter 23, and beginning in verse 29 of the text, and what I would like you to do in recognizing the characteristics of, of strong drink, and specifically here it has reference uh, to uh, those who go in search, verse 30, of mixed wine, and it talks about how it sparkles in the cup and it swirls around smoothly, and the, and the, uh, the pleasurable aspects of the drinking of alcohol, that you could say the same, that's a little bit different, 
But you could say the same with regard to the smoking of marijuana. It is something that is done socially. It is something that is pleasant to those individuals who utilize it. It is something that gives, uh, again, a sense of, of, of mellowness and peace and happiness to individuals who engage in those things. So it has a, a positive aspect to it uh, in, in the minds of those who, who practice the action. So uh, recognizing the difference in the fact that one is drunk and one is smoked, let us consider what he says concerning these intoxicants. He asks the question, who has woe, who has sorrow, who has contentions, who has complaints, who has wounds without cause, who has redness of eyes, those who linger long at the wine, and those who go in search of mixed wine. And so here is the, uh, the admonition that is given. Do not look on the wine when it's red and when it sparkles in the cup and when it swirls around smoothly. At the last, it bites like a serpent. It stings like a viper. Your eyes will see strange things and your heart will utter perverse things. You stop right there and, and looking at that admonition and the end result of the use of wine or marijuana we can say is parallel in regard to that. Your eyes will see strange things. Your heart will utter perverse things. You will be like one who lies down in the midst of the sea or like the one who lies at the top of the mast saying they have struck me but I was not hurt. They have beaten me but I did not feel it. When shall I awake that I may seek another drink. This has reference not only to the intoxicating effects, but also the destructive nature of such action, what it leads to in addition, among other things, to the fact that it can be addictive. And of course, with alcohol, with regard to uh, marijuana and other types of drugs, individuals often do become addicted to those things. Now, it's not just the addiction that determines whether or not uh, something is acceptable or not, something is justifiable or not, but addiction is certainly a problem with regard to the use of marijuana. There's another passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 that we want to make note of in a moment. You'll notice the blurb uh, there at the bottom of this slide to read Brother Zamora's article in the bulletin. We have a, an article called Teetotalers. Uh, that uh, was written for Watchman Magazine this past week, and I, I appreciated it so much. Uh, knowing that I was going to speak on this, I, I decided to insert that article in the bulletin. Again, it has reference to the use of alcohol specifically, but I think it has an impact on and uh, arguments are made that can certainly be used with regard to our discussion of this issue. So I would encourage you to read that as you have opportunity. But the other passage is 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verses 12 and 13. The Apostle Paul here in this text indicates all things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Food's for the stomach, the stomach's for food, but God will destroy both it and them. Now, I want you to recognize what the central application here is, so that we do not violate the context of the passage. He is indicating this uh, use of, of food, something that is not necessarily illegitimate. But there is a point that he makes with regard to these things. Even in the things that themselves are intrinsically not sinful. And that's what's under consideration in this context. Even among those things, there are times when they are not expedient, not beneficial, and can certainly be destructive. And even in those things, there are times when a Christian should avoid them. Now that's an amazing thing to say, isn't it? Some people uh, who, who want to have liberty in Christ, they'll talk about how there are certain things that we can do, and what I'm going to try to find all of the things that I 
am able to do all the things that God will let me to do. I want to get as close to the line as I possibly can, be as worldly as I can, and still get to heaven, pushing the envelope as best as possible. The Apostle Paul had just the other mindset about it. But I want you to note one thing, one phrase that is underlined in the latter part of verse 12 about that. I will not be brought under the power of any. It doesn't matter what it is. It is important for me to understand that I must be in control. Not my body in control of me, but rather I in control of my body. Foods are for the stomach, stomach for foods, but God will destroy both it and them. I have the responsibility as a child of God to be in control. As a steward of the body that God has given me, I have that responsibility. You'll notice another aspect that is brought in in the 13th verse, having no reference to food at all, but rather also sexual immorality. Individuals who give themselves over to licentiousness, give themselves over to sexual immorality. What they have done is lost control. We are told to flee lust, to flee temptation, to flee sexual immorality. We are to be temperate. We're to be abstinent. We are not to let our bodies control us, but rather we are to ensure that we control our bodies. Those who habitually use these kinds of things do so for the purpose of losing control. They want to lose themselves in the intoxication. They want to, uh, to, to, to check out. In fact, I think check out and drop out are two of the terms that are commonly used referring to those who take marijuana. They don't want to be in control. They want to lose control. They want, don't want to be tuned in. They want to be tuned out. They don't want to be involved. They want to drop out. And that type of attitude is something that is not acceptable for, for the child of God. It is intrinsically wrong. But the second point that we want to make, and one that is legitimate specifically for the Christian. In other words, this is a reason why it is wrong for a Christian to smoke marijuana. is because of the destructive nature of that action to your influence as a child of God. You'll remember in Matthew chapter 5, our Lord's statement in verses 13 through 16, when He talked to disciples, He said, You're the salt of the earth. If the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You're the light of the world. A city that's set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify God. Glorify your Father in heaven. Now to make the statement, to ask the question is to answer it. Is an individual, you find a Christian, he's among other people, and he's smoking a marijuana cigarette, or he's drinking this alcoholic beverage, is he being a good witness for Christ in that circumstance, in that situation? The answer to ask it, or the question to be asked, is answered. It's a rhetorical thing, of course. It is something that is destructive to a Christian's influence. And as a result of that, Christians should avoid it. The text of 1 Peter chapter 3 likewise impacts this subject where our, uh, uh, the Holy Spirit states through the pen of the Apostle Peter, Sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. Always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear, having a good conscience, so that when they defame you as evildoers, those who revile your good conduct in Christ may be ashamed. He goes on to point out the fact that if you suffer because you are an evildoer, you suffer because you have done wrong, then there is nothing uh, to, to glory in. But, but you can be proud if you suffer for Christ. 
because what you have done is shown yourself acceptable to him and, and made these individuals uh, ashamed who would uh, revile you because you are doing good. And Jesus himself was reviled by individuals to their shame because he was sinless in his life. And if indeed false accusations are raised, or excuse me, if accusations are raised against us, may they be false so that those who make them are ashamed as your good conduct in Christ shows you to be one who is faithful to Him. So, uh, again, simple answer, straightforward answer. Uh, just to, uh, to summarize, smoking marijuana is against the law of the land because it is an unlawful activity. Those who possess it and use it are considered by God as per Romans the 13th chapter, verses 1 through 7, to be evildoers, and as stated in the text, they will bring judgment upon themselves. Secondly, smoking marijuana is an intoxicant like alcohol. Wise individuals will realize its destructive nature, and because they submit to servants as servants to Christ, they will maintain purity in the body by refusing uh, to sully themselves uh, by such ungodly action. And then thirdly and finally, smoking marijuana is destructive to Christian influence, and as such, there is a special reason uh, why all who are Christians should avoid it. And to answer the question, simply, smoking marijuana is indeed sinful in the sight of God. Uh, well, I don't know that I've answered all the questions, or certainly has, haven't exhausted all the arguments that can be made, but I hope and pray that this is sufficient uh, to, uh, uh, to, to help you to understand why it is that Christians should have no part uh, in those things. We're going to offer an invitation at this time. don't know the hearts of any who are here this evening, but if there is a need on your part to respond to the gospel call, we would be remiss if, if we didn't make ourselves available to you. If you're not a child of God, never began that Christian walk, we would, we would encourage you to uh, make that effort today. We talked a little bit this morning about resolutions. There would be no uh, better way to begin a new year than to begin a new year as a child of God. You certainly will not regret it if you take that step. We, we want to make ourselves available to you. If you'll repent of your sins, confess and Jesus as the Son of God and be baptized to have your sins washed away. The Bible promises that you can rise to walk in a new life and you can do that this evening. So if we can assist you or if there are any others in our congregation who have a need, whatever that need may be, if we can help you, we ask that you come while together we stand and while we sing.